0: Welcome to episode 5.1. We're talking the film, The Dark Tower. We also talk about the Dark Tower comic book series from Marvel Comics and the director of Kong Skull Island's Beef with Cinema Sins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your doom. Welcome to your doom.
1: Good movie, yeah, it's Eddie Murphy playing, it's like a retelling of Graham Stoker's Dracula with Eddie Murphy, and in Brooklyn, (laughs) in in like modern day Brooklyn. I'm guessing this is a comedy. Yeah, it's a a horror comedy, it's directed by Wes Craven. It's like a really weird combination that didn't quite work, but... 80s or 90s? 90s, yeah, strange.
0: It was an ambitious attempt, yeah. Hey guys, we're back, another episode of Welcome to Your Doom. This is Justin, this is Atul, and we have a special guest here with us today,
1: Sudeep Gate that rhymes with latte. Which <laughs> is right. what he told me before in order to remember how to pronounce his last name. Sudeep is a friend of my wife's. <laughs> oh, and this introduction. And mine. <laughs> I, put, I put that in there for you, Shagu, because they were friends first, and then Sudeep and I started hanging out, and there's well. a little trouble brewing over, you know, relationship rights that's to the friend.
0: Women are strange about that.
1: Yeah, it happens, it happens. So, i sure would like you to know that I introduced him as your friend first for the record.
0: Despite um, how
1: awkward it makes the introduction. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. I suppose a little. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose.
0: This is a guy who's not my friend, but my wife's friend and and it's weird. He's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so
1: the reason uh, uh, we invited Sudeep is that he uh, and I started reading The Dark Tower around the same time. And uh, Sudeep, being a much more proficient reader than I am, finished The Dark Tower and I'm still on the second last book. So, um, Sudeep, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been reading lately. You've been, you've been doing a lot of reading, right? So I have, actually. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> um, actually, just finished.
1: A uh, Brief History of
2: Seven Killings, which is, uh, i trying to remember the author's name, now. James, Elmore James? Elmore James, I think? I've heard that name before. Um, yeah, it won the Man Booker Prize a couple of years ago. It's actually a really fascinating book. It's kind of a fictional recount of... The time when there was an assassination of oh, Bob Marley? Bob
1: Marley assassination, right. right. So it right, kinda, it's yeah. giving
2: you the perspective of different characters who were involved in that assassination. It's all fictional, but yeah. it was based on a lot of real life characters. Do they do any <laughs> research
1: at all into like what actually like, oh, or absolutely. did he just not not into what actually happened that day, but into like any in- actual investigation? Are the characters real or are they They're based on real characters. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, okay. it was a
2: kind of a political attempt, a political hit, sure. so to speak, because um, there were two parties, two political parties who were kind of going at it, and they were using um, mafias to kind of fight their wars for them. Right. And there was an election coming up around that time, and Bob Marley was staging a peace concert. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, know. I remember And right. this happened yeah. two days before the concert. Right. And he survived, and he performed. Yeah. Um, which was a big deal at the time. Right. So <clears throat> the book kind of revolves around that, and then... The repercussions of that assassination attempt, and then years later, what happened to those characters who were involved in that assassination attempt? Okay. Because Bob Marley died a few years later, but because of cancer, anyway.
1: Right. That's right. Right. Cool. Well, so you 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 finished that? I book. just literally. Did finished you finish it that? It, was that like a two day read? Or <laughs> it was like a like week long, maybe. It was week. A yeah. 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 You know, so the Dark Tower are like <clears throat> seven hundred page books. Like, how long did it take you to eat one of those books?
2: Well, each. The books were kind of varying lengths, right? But I think the whole seven book series, eight books actually, if you count uh, Wind in the Keyhole. Wind in the Keyhole, yeah, um, okay. I think I finished it in like two months.
1: Two months. It takes me like four months to finish one of these books. So, um, so <laughs> oh, quick- I was obsessed. <laughs> I couldn't <have> stop reading. <laughs> so uh, quick, quick thing, like you have some favorite comics, right? We've talked about this before. You're a comic book reader, right? Yeah. Like what are some of your favorite books or your favorite runs that you've done or that you've done that you've read?
2: Long Halloween, Dark Victory. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim Sale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lobe.
0: Jet Jetflow. Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Obviously, uh, killing. Sorry. Killing. Joke. I'm trying to get him to talk louder and, yeah. and speak into the mic. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Um, killing joke. You said. Yeah, a lot of uh, Batman. <laughs> I'm, noticing of yeah. and, I'm noticing a pattern. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, noticing a pattern.
2: Alan Alan Moore. Yeah. Anything like Watchmen or um, V for Vendetta. Okay. You, so really, you did,
0: did really good Swamp Thing run too. If you ever, if you ever, I, you know, I haven't those.
2: gotten like to so long thing. I, it's a pretty massive read. Right? It is, yeah. He it's, did a pretty long a run. run.
0: It, it, it <coughs> got to a point like he did a lot of it seemed, I, I haven't read all of them, but it seemed like he kind of went into like a really far out kind of weird place. Okay. But then he totally took the character and turned him 180. Like huh. it was a completely different kind of character. They went to the point where he. <sighs> Actually, I don't know if I want to spoil things. I mean, you kind of know where it goes, right? Uh, you know what? I haven't read Alan Moore's run on I'll Swamp leave it thing. alone, then. Yeah. The, big, yeah, the uh, big reveal is really, if you don't know what happens, it's yeah. actually a really, really interesting take. So I'll leave it alone. Yeah. Maybe that's something we can talk about on a next pod, uh, a cool future podcast. Yeah, I'd Yeah. I'd love to read uh, Alan
1: Moore, like Moore's Swamp Thing. It's Alan wacky. Some of it's yeah. wacky. But. Yeah. Uh, any other books, like non-DC, anything that you've read that... Uh,
2: i trying to think. I'm um, off the top of my head. I can't really think. I
1: should right probably now. should have told you that we were
2: going to we ask you Give you a, a <laughs> fucking book <laughs> report. Yeah, so oh my <laughs> god, let me see what i read. Yeah. Go through my history. Actually, I can go and go
1: through it Check it out. <laughs> so, Nick's <laughs> <so laughs> just come from a pretty rough day with very little preparation. Drove from Ottera. Ottera, Adora. Uh, Adora. 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 Adora it's a yeah. town of otters. <laughs> 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 I do that so mind? often on this show. <laughs> <laughs> just totally completely mangle words that you just jump all over my shit for i wait thank you i wait thank Mm you you're waiting in the you're waiting in the bushes to spring on these (laughs) yeah i think you said a ship snail last time yes yeah yeah, solar snails solar snails yes i was convinced i did not say that but i listened to the recording and i did in fact say that so um yeah so uh so what we'll do is um with Sudeep's help, we're gonna our boss battle today is gonna be the Dark Tower. I was about to say the Dark Knight, That's the good. Dark Tower. Um, uh, but first, I wanted to jump into one piece of news, and we'll try to keep it short because there are three of us for the movie, and we're <coughs> all gonna have stuff to say. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I did want to talk about quickly was a piece of news that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, there's a lot of interesting news in the last you know few weeks, but. This one really caught my eye because it brings something uh, to the forefront that I feel I, I kind of feel strongly about. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his director's name properly, so I'm going to go for it and we'll, we'll see how I do. Jordan Vogt-Roberts, V-O-G-T. Um, I think that's how you uh, pronounce his name. Uh, he's the director of Kong Skull Island. And recently, CinemaSins... Uh, which is the YouTube group that does the everything wrong with film in under 14 minutes or w- or whatever, uh, basically a time limit. And they go they go through the movie, and this guy, the the narrator, I don't know his name, he he uh, basically just proceeds to rip the movie a new one in terms of logic, like almost purely based on like logic and and editing and like and actually he he. Uh, he goes into everything actually. It's not just logic. It's like the, the like, you know, shot like framing and like music selection. It's it's everything. It's it's like nothing's off limits to this guy's uh, to this guy's uh, cr- uh, cr- critiquery. Yeah. That is not a word. Um close enough. Critique. Yeah. Critiquing, I suppose. Um so they just released their Kong Skull Island, which I haven't seen yet.
0: I haven't seen them. I haven't seen I haven't seen Oh, you haven't
1: seen. seen it. So have you seen well, Kong? Seen oh man. All right. Well, Actually it's kind of a fun movie. I'm not a huge huge fan, but I you know I enjoyed my time at the theater. Uh you I know, want it to wasn't, see it at some point. So yeah, I yeah, wasn't not, I haven't
0: written it off, it's just I haven't had a shot at uh, watching it yet.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's anything to write home about, but it's worth it's worth checking out. A lot of cool like monster effects and stuff like that, which I you know, I'm totally I'm totally in for. So Jordan vogt Vo- 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 Roberts uh actually responded to uh CinemaSins. And he actually went into a pretty lengthy tirade. Uh, he's obviously limited to 120 characters or less. Yes. <laughs> In each response. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You know, Twitter just making these things really awkward. That's what it's doing. All these tirades, it's, it's splitting it up into like, it's basically like agile software delivery for a tirade. <laughs> little, little, functional, little bursts increments. <laughs> increments. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so like the first thing he says, is, our Cinema Sins video is out. What Ryan said is how I feel. These videos are now the length of TV pilots where people tell actual stories. The first seven minutes of uh, reflect the entire range of human emotions. These schmucks wait, waste 18 minutes of your life with no artistic value. Mystery science theater built something artful, endearing, and comedic on top of the foundation of other people's work. Uh, it had merit to itself. Things like cinema sins simply suck the lifeblood of other people and are often just wrong about intent or how cinema works. It's terrible. And then he proceeds to go into a series of examples, still frames from the cinema sins video. And uh, and when the cinema sins guy is like sort of commenting over top of the movie, there's a there's a, a subtitles for like for his his what he's saying. <laughs> so it captures what he's saying. And then Vo- Roberts is basically. Uh, arguing
0: against what he's saying. Yeah. So I find this really, really fascinating. Do you have any thoughts? Jump in. Jump I, okay, so just to go back to CinemaSins alone, I've stopped. I think I might have unsubscribed.
1: I, I, so I was never a subscriber. Yeah. I watched some of their videos and I stopped as well. I stopped a long time ago. He, it, wh- why did you stop? This is an interesting question because I actually thought it was to the point where it's like almost mean spirited. Like yes. I just didn't. I did not enjoy it. It wasn't funny. Yeah. It was, it was almost, uh, the maybe the word is a little strong and I'm not trying to be aggressive, but pathetic, mm-hmm. I think is the word I'm looking for where yeah. it's just like being an armchair critic. It's actually the worst type mm-hmm. of like armchair critic where yeah. you just sit there and it's just easy to shit on movies. I think it's really easy to, I think it's really easy for people to hate stuff. I think that's almost uh, well, that's t- typically I my personal feeling is that disliking something it's always okay to dislike something but to like something is a little more of a dangerous proposition uh, given you know the properties especially that sort of geek culture right. properties that we deal with right, right. Sure. Um, so I stopped watching it just because I thought you know I it's mean spirited it's it's dumb it wasn't funny. And uh, I, I think something like uh, Honest Trailers yes. is funny. I think yes. they add some value, I think it pokes fun at itself. Yeah. I think it can compart- <laughs> I think it, to a certain extent it can compartmentalize its feelings about film and it could say it could say something funny about the movie. Yeah. It could you know, I think they went a little too far with Alien Covenant, we can talk about that one later. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I know, I know, I know you didn't <laughs> you didn't
0: like it. I don't think have um, seen
1: you on this trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I, you I'm, haven't seen an honest trailer? No 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 for, for Alien Covenant.
0: Covenant. They yeah. just it came out like a week it came out just after we Yeah, recorded. I think it was like the literally two days out. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, which so, was funny because they were saying a lot of the same stuff. Some guy was. Anyway, name, anyway, any names?
2: <laughs> anyways. But you know what? This. Sorry. Go ahead. Finish go your ahead, point. No, no, go ahead. No, this whole thing it reminds me of honest trailers because they do do it in a different spirit. They're yeah. A, they're actually just having fun with it, and they know that. Everyone else knows that they're having fun with it, right? And on the flip side, they actually so when they did um, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, the directors actually said. That they were trying to make a movie that would be honest trailer proof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. They actually kept that in mind. Didn't thinking, they have, They
1: even had a reaction, right? Well, the
2: And Russo then they brothers, brought them in. Yeah, they brought, so. brought yeah. the honest yeah. trailer itself. Yeah. So they aired it to them yeah. and they were asking them for their reaction. So yeah. then the show was like, okay, hold on, pause. Let me just say like what I was trying to do here and why you guys think this is funny, but what the actual intent was. Right. So they went through the honest trailer frame by frame. And then picked upon the honest it, trailer. Sure, yeah. yeah right? So they gave at, the directors a chance yeah. to critique the honest trailer itself. Sure. And that is, you know, like you said, it's there's no mean spirit in that. It's yeah. just them having fun with it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, Whereas absolutely. I haven't ever seen um, cinema since, but it does sound like they're pretty much just shitting on yeah. movies, and that's pretty much all they, they like to they're do. They're yeah. digging
1: so deep into the technical making of a film or like artistic merit, and like uh, and uh, Roberts goes into a lot of the details here. Um, there looks to be like twenty or thirty tweets. Yeah, just scrolling uh, yeah. down. It's, there there it's, may be there's a lot. There's a lot. no, no. It's not. Tw- um, there's it's, a lot. It's quite a few. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few. The ones with the freeze, the freeze frames in them. I think yeah. there's like. Six and at or the seven. end, he says,
2: "I'm not mad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He does say that. He says, "I'm not. I'm not mad."
1: Um, <laughs> I, I mad think room. he's a little pissed off. I but what do so. I think. Uh, uh, I think that he. Shouldn't be. I think he's made a like a serviceable film. I, it's not my it's not my favorite, but he does stuff in that movie that I really really like. Um, but I think CinemaSins sins at large, like these kind of critiquing um, channels on YouTube. Some of them have merit. Like some of them have like artistic merit. They actually try and break stuff down, and mm-hmm. and not even break stuff down. It's more of they aren't filmmakers. No. They don't pretend to be filmmakers. I think Honest Trailers doesn't pretend to be... They don't pretend to be directors, right? Right. They, for, f- f- they take the film at sort of face value and they have some fun with it, like you said. Yep. CinemaSins Sins digs into that next layer this is kind of like this filmmaker dropout yeah. who is just like, oh, you know,
0: it's obvious you should have done this and you did this. That's a dumb thing, the, you know. Like The, the thing is... is so there's two things. One, inherently, it starts off negative because it's – the title of it is yes. what is r- – this is everything Neg- that's wrong with it. It right. starts off with a negative It's an attack. It's an r- attack. It's an attack right from the beginning. But yeah. the earlier videos did it better because it went from everything wrong with such and such movie in four minutes or three minutes or five minutes. Yeah. But then it started getting to six, seven, nine – 15, 15, 17, 20. It's like, what the fuck? I'm not looking to hear you pick apart a movie. I can watch a movie and know whether it's good or bad. And if you're spending 24 minutes on it, I I don't know what the records are, but I'm pretty sure I've seen some either close to or over 20 minutes. I don't need 20 minutes to be told what's wrong with the movie. If you're telling me stuff for 20 minutes, it's either a bad film or you are real. Like They did, I think, 17 minutes on John Wick 2. I don't know. I, I had no, and I saw that. I saw right. that pop up, like something on Jordan too.
1: I, like, I have no inclination to watch. I don't understand how they're racking views up because I have no inclination Dude, to watch that. The Kong ones at
0: two, two plus million. Which one,
1: Kong? Well, you know, I think Jordan Roberts has a lot to do with it. I don't know, <laughs> and, man. There's a
2: problem. Like by tweeting this, he's just feeding into what sure. they're looking for. True. He's driving True. traffic to their video now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the same time he's also defending his own work which he has an sh- equal right to do he do- he
1: does he does i I don't think he's achieving what he thinks he's achieving I, by I, doing I, this. I don't think he should no. have done medium. anything. I don't think it's not in that medium.
0: I think he should have approached them to get on their show and talk about it or something yeah. like yeah. that. That would have been more interesting. But this just seems desperate and like he's gotten he's got very thin skin. It's very defensive. Yeah. It, yeah. Seemed, it seemed very defensive and very I don't know childish. I'd say. Well, we live in a I, I sorry, get sorry, it. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was gonna say I get it. Yeah, but, but the the <clears throat> I think there's a better way to go about what he what he was trying to accomplish there. Sure.
1: Well, I mean, it really depends on what he was trying to accomplish. That's true. I think that, I think if he was trying to be like, okay, I want to expose cinema sins and I want people to understand what they do. And, um, isn't the final word. Yeah. Like there are intentions for the way these films are built and I will contextualize those choices. And, uh, I'll do that by going on their show and talking about like the Russo brothers did for, uh, honest trailers. Sure. Um, which I think obviously is a different case because I think Honest Trailers was very, is not an attack. Right. Honest
0: Trailers is ne- does, doesn't start off as an attack <laughs> no. on any film, right? It critiques um, it to some degree and it'll shit on movies if it does something poorly, but it doesn't nitpick, it doesn't twist the knife. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. that's what I I say yes, yes, cinch, yes, cinch, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Like Alien Covenant, yeah, it was a pretty rough one. Like it, it, it hit all the points that everybody's been kind of shitting on the film about, but it's still funny. Like you could still watch, like you you. I can still enjoy it Alien what, Covenant after seeing. Something. Well, did you enjoy watching the Honest trailer for it?
1: I I'll be honest with you, not as much as the others because I didn't agree with a, like I just didn't agree <laughs> yes, with sir. a lot of it. Like and you know he was talking about like the, the generally I have an opinion on the you know the Alien legacy like the series and they're saying now there are as many bad Alien sequels as there are or like whatever and I was but like I don't I don't think that's you don't agree true. with that
0: but you gotta you have to. I think you have to somewhat concede that that is the opinion of. Oh, that's Rose. a general opinion. Yes. yes. So, yes. so I have I, very
1: strong uh, feelings <laughs> about the alien franchise, and yeah. that colors my opinion of the honest trailer. Sure, sure, sure. Trailer. Yeah. Um, but but uh, so so like so like you said, we were saying you know what was that his intention? I don't think so. I think this is a knee jerk reaction. He's he's pissed. Yeah. He wants to show people that there is context context for a lot of these changes, and he does it. And I think he I think he makes a good argument for each of the examples that he puts on, but that's not going to win this. That's not going to expose CinemaSins for being the sort of schlocky, uh, mean-spirited group of folks that they can be sometimes, right? I, I think he
0: should have not done it through Twitter. I think it should yeah, should have been yeah. no, this I mean. or yeah. it should have been It should a have video. been more controlled. This yeah. was an uncontrolled, it was an outburst. I think this was an outburst. Yeah. It's a reaction. It's yeah, a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, but I mean, if he's knee-jerk reactioning, reactioning? Reacting? Um, Or reactioning, whatever you like. Just you know, instead of hitting send every 120 characters, just put it into one easy digestible medium instead of a bunch of an open letter. Yeah, open open letter. I think that's better.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh man, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, uh, what I was the other thing I was going to say. Jordan Roberts. We live in a crazy time. We got all of these directors who have done indie films, like small films, and. They, their next movie is a gigantic one, right? Two names that come to mind uh, Jurassic World, the guy who directed that, uh, Colin Trevorrow, he did a much, a much smaller drama before that. Oh man, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, but uh, I think St- Spielberg or someone saw it and uh, they're like, hey, you know what? We should get this guy to direct. It doesn't make any sense. If you look at his filmography, it's just like, uh, oh, safety not guaranteed. That's what, he, that's what he directed. I don't know if oh. you ever saw that.
2: me Mutant 2. And, and then, the
1: then directed Jurassic World. Huh. Jordan Roberts did a movie that I really enjoyed called Kings of Summer about a bunch of kids that just like run away from home and build like a, a treehouse like cabin thing in the woods all summer. Mm-hmm. And it's a very sort of uh, – it's, it's a drama. It's a dramedy kind of story. And it's, it's a great personal coming-of-age story. And then he did Kong. So you're looking at these like guys who who did really small movies and then massive films, right? You don't see this type of reaction from like a seasoned blockbuster director. Yeah.
0: Well, that's because they're I'm too busy I'm counting th- their money. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm curious. Curious. Steven Spielberg's <laughs> like, <laughs> "Oh, you yeah. didn't like my movie? <laughs> I'm gonna go sleep on my bed of cash. I'll see yeah. you later. <laughs> while I make another movie for yeah. you to pick up." Our- sure. Yeah. Um,
2: who's the Ryan he's talking about? Is he talking about a Ryan Johnson?
1: Oh, in the tweet. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be. It just it says, be. What
2: Ryan said is how I feel. I'm oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, I have no
1: idea how Twitter works. <laughs> yeah. So I fucking like, no, I, he when I see a tweet well, no, and it has know all what, those is crazy Ryan, tags and like retweeted and shit, I get lost in there and I have no idea where I ended up. It is Ryan Johnson, actually. Is it? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Who is another filmmaker
1: who jumped from a very small film yeah. to an extremely large. I wouldn't call Looper a small no, drama, but Brick, but was, pretty small. Brick was tiny. Yeah. Brick, and Looper,
2: anyway. if anything, I would say is the bigger one.
1: But I think Ryan Johnson's rise was a little. More gradual because Brick was a fantastic film. Oh, yeah. It's great, yeah. and then he did the uh, the Brothers, Brothers Bloom, Bloom That's right. which is a, a slightly larger film. Yeah. Then he did Looper, which is a larger science fiction movie, and now he's doing Star, Wars, Star Wars, right? Wars. So I think that was a nice. I I Fair feel enough. like that was a nice gradual, but yeah. like, like going yeah. from the Kings of Summer to Kong, mm-hmm. that is just like that line is uh, nearly vertical. Yeah, that jump, you know. Yep. So I think like a lot of that newness to yeah. that to the, to that type of genre right is, is I think that's coming out here and, right? and
2: that could be it like a lot of these big name directors they're used to all kinds of criticism but in the end you know they look at their box office performance after a while they don't really care about the reviews so <laughs> right. they just have a thicker skin because of that Right? well yeah I mean
1: <laughs> if you've made but think about the space you're playing in right mm-hmm. you make a movie like Kings of Summer mm-hmm. you're playing in an art sort of a, like drama like artistic sort of space uh, you know like Film festival space, I guess you would say. Yeah. Small film, right? You play, you you jump into King Kong, one of the most prominent science fiction fantasy properties ever, right? This thing has fans that are, you know, that go, that for years, decades, Decades. these people have been fans, right, of this property. And you jump into there, you're getting a whole different world of criticism, a whole different world of people watching you watching your box office yeah. you know critiquing you will kings of summer ever be on cinema never no might <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> you know cinema I do not want to take credit for Kings <laughs> just, of Summer just, just to just Like you
0: didn't like it eh <laughs> <laughs> Kings of Summer everything wrong <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 42 minutes you're setting a record no that's
1: forget 42 minutes just make it exactly the length of Kings of Summer the film <laughs> Oh God. yeah oh man I think he would lose his shit um, but, uh, but yeah so he's playing in a whole different world I think and it's just this is new stuff and he's yeah. reacting and and I get it. I get it, but in the end I you know, hindsight well it's easy for us to say calm down. Yeah. Don't let it slide. It's not going right it to work. Oh, but like yeah. what you're going to do is not going to work. It's he's going to do what he's going to do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like do I fault him for it? Not really. No, I don't. I think I it could have been handled
0: better, but I totally get it. Uh, absolutely, yeah, I absolutely understand. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Any other thoughts
2: on cinema sins? No, but I I am very curious. I've never seen any of the cinema so okay. Yeah, yeah well, should you should check know, it out. Uh, well, Seen plenty of. Uh, Maybe I'm not. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth checking out just so Maybe you it's know. Maybe of the older stuff.
0: Older yeah. stuff is more entertaining, yeah, because it's more digestible content. But like, if you ask me to sit down for a 17 minute thing, it better be entertaining. Oh,
2: that's what I like about honest trailers. It's literally like a trailer. Four or five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I can sit
0: down and watch it with my wife, and yeah. she doesn't want to watch any of this shit. So <laughs> I can sit down and be like, Nish, they they just put out a Guardians of the Galaxy two. We couldn't watch it fast. Oh, that the enough. second one, I would, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, I think that... Did, was there anything else? I think...
0: No, nah, I think we'll keep it short and uh, go straight into this boss battle. All right. You ready? Hey, Justin. Oh, God. Hey, Atul.
1: Do you know that there are other worlds than these? No. Shut up and eat your goddamn red. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the dark tower (laughs) that's right oh my god how
2: (laughs) so there uh, did you look up these quotes or you No, i just no i remember
1: the quote from the movie because it's it stood out so much (laughs) to to me no no he says like he asks him a question and and, like idris elba just kind of looks at him and he says eat your rabbit (laughs) (laughs) i don't know do you remember that line yeah i do you don't remember that i because i remember i saw it i was like
0: It was weird. I (laughs) was desperately hoping he was going to say something of meaning, and he didn't. He didn't, yeah. He just, it was like, it was going to lead up to some kind of explanation. He just kind of looks over, he's
1: like, eat your rabbit. It's
2: kind of a (laughs) running theme with that movie, but we'll get to that after. (laughs) All right, just for the record, the other
1: one that I had written down, I'll tell you what it was. If the gunslinger's creed was changed to never take a hot steaming dump on the face of your father, this movie may have actually not turned out the way it did.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) Was that better?
1: That was <laughs> better.
0: Yes, we that was better. We
1: could, we, we could, we could edit this up and I, change. I it. was
0: thinking of something a little more PG thirteen, and the the director truly forgot the face of oh, his father. Better. Oh, or I something. see. See, a little um, more subtle. I had, I had, but then it was giving there. an opinion that I didn't like the film. Yeah, right, right. I'm trying to stay away from that. Right. right. Uh, anyway, Dark Tower. So I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start there. What did you guys think overall? Did you you enjoy enjoy it? it? Yeah. Let's start with
1: you. Well, Uh, this is so this is the non spoiler edition. So, so just just general general. Yeah. um,
2: So, leaving aside the fact that I've read the books, and you know, you kind of have an expectation going into a movie that's based on a book that we're going to try to follow a certain um, story, an overarching story. Yeah. Yeah. At least stick to the themes of it. So, I try to go into the movie with an open mind. Let's just forget that I've read the books. Um, in my opinion obviously if I did not like it at all um, and there oh. were various reasons for that but that mm. <clears throat> um, quite a few of them just to do with there were I don't even want to say plot holes it was just lack of explanation revolving around the main story no. it's just random tidbits kind of thrown out for really the die-hard Stephen King fans who may or may not get it but that contribute nothing to the story right um, it was just kind of like a Stephen King product placement movie. That's what it yeah, was, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's referring to that book. Oh, I guess I should go read that book. Oh, that's from another book. That's from another book. That, that has, book has a movie, too. yeah, which is better than this one. I will watch that. <laughs> well. um, and leaving aside that it's supposed to be an action movie that lacked very good action. Yeah. It. Uh, there weren't
0: very many. I, there's a lot. There's a pacing problem with Three. that movie. There's pacing problems. The best <laughs> action scene did not involve the gunslinger. Yeah, that's the thing. That's my takeaway, and I'll, I'll we'll we'll, get, we'll into, get into that later. Yeah, into I think I that. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. You're saying, I have
1: a bullet for that. Yeah. But anyway, um, so that's so that's a general opinion from yeah, yeah. from uh, someone who's read all of the books. So I've read only up to song four. Is it song four, Susanna, or if, song if, if it's Susanna? an album, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> songs of Susanna, songs <laughs> of Susanna, yeah, song four. Is, I don't know. Anyway, do it's the second more? No, no. That's what the title of the, sec- the second uh, last book is. Well, See, saying. I haven't read any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, leading into the fact that Justin hasn't read any. So, like, you know, let's hear what you... Go-
0: Justin can't read. Can't. <laughs> so, so, what's funny about this is I'm actually listening to the audiobook of the first one right now. Just because I'm constantly on the go or doing cardio. I can't do cardio without watching or listening to something at the gym. So, sure, I yeah. will throw that on. I've been listening to The Gunslinger, which wow. is a little long and drawn out. But it's not... I think it's a little easier to digest when you're when you're listening to it when someone's basically reading it. Oh to yeah, you for sure. I bet. Uh, so my consumption of the all of the books has been through audio audio. Oh really? Yeah. To, okay, all audio books. Okay.
1: I haven't been reading. So we both He's read, read them. them. <laughs> I yeah. I can't read either. Yeah. <laughs> so you could read we can't. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, That's right.
0: In terms of so my thoughts on it was that yes it was it was the longest and shortest movie I've seen in a long time yeah. <laughs> because it was there was it was a very short runtime but there was so little in the film that was relevant yeah. to a plot yeah. like there was just constantly like they were constantly going on switching from the A story to the B story. Back and forth, back and forth. But the B story really didn't need to be much more than just kind of a quick like, oh, okay. that's what that is. And then you could just you could spend a lot more time developing the characters or developing the environment. Right. And they don't do any of that. Um, and then general like as soon as he goes to what, what's the the bad what's nineteen nineteen like what is that world called I know that midworld midworld that's called yeah mid-world. or Endworld. world I don't
1: know where that like, Mid- midworld, Mid- world, mid-world right? Yeah. Yeah. right yeah midworld yeah
0: so when when they go to midworld all of a sudden lighting and composition goes completely to shit because the stuff that was shot in New York looked a lot better. It was easier to digest and and, and receive, you know, from the film. Right. But then there were scenes that were filmed far too dark and then there were some that were the, the camera was shaking way too much where it was completely really? incoherent yeah. like it was just uh, it was really really hard to oh, to oh I know that. what you're talking about yeah, like I'm sure you do
1: there's the there's a I mean I'm, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler it's in the trailer there's a big you know demon like monster attack scene
0: mm-hmm.
1: I had no yeah. idea what the hell was going on in that, that scene that, that, not that's, a clue nope. I was yeah, watching exactly. it and I was like, like this is <clears <clears <throat> I was trying to take into
0: what the hell the, the, the monster it looked, looked like. like and I couldn't I had no idea all I know is it had a tail yeah and looked that's somewhat insectoid. From
1: yeah, that's what I got from it too. Um, yeah. And
0: then, the, then the other thing too is they reveal probably one of the coolest action bits in the film in every friggin' trailer. With yeah, the, 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 the reloads. Yeah, and well, like the, what there's whatever. the reloads, and then the 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 when the when, shoots when she the without looking. yeah without looking. Oh without looking. yeah,
1: that's a great. That's a, I thought that was great. And when I saw I the did trailer, in the trailer, and then when I saw like it, like like I saw it in, <laughs> when I saw it in
0: the film, I was like, "Fuck! I already know what's gonna this. do." Yeah. And it's so, the thing is,
1: it's not even a. So sometimes what they do for trailers is that action scenes are longer and yeah. they'll chop down the scene to get the sort of gist of what's happening. Mm-hmm. The entire shot is in the trailer. Yeah. Like, there's, it's not, it's yeah. not abbreviated. No. And if it is abbreviated, it's very, very little. Right. It's like the entire
0: thing. So for, for an hour and a half film, they put an awful lot of nothing into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, <clears throat> I think it's commendable that the film managed to mimic the time dilation effects from the book that it describes into exactly, into the film. It's like what you described, the longest and shortest movie I've seen in a long time, is a very accurate description of how this how it felt to watch this movie. <laughs> um, in the different worlds, time moves differently. So, I don't know, maybe that's what's going on here. But, yeah, I agree with most of your points. It's, it's you know, okay... I feel the way I feel about this movie is almost exactly the same way I feel about Green Lantern. Green Lantern, the film, basically took the most unique and vibrant comic book property, right? Mainstream comic book property, DC comic book property for that matter, and turned it into a dull, lame, boring, run of the mill film. And I think that it's, that is that, that's that movie's biggest downfall is the fact that it is blah. It's so blah. And this is exactly the same problem with this movie. Uh, like I've read enough of the books to get an understand. I love the books. They're really, the mythology there is great. It's wonderful. And they just, they vanilla it up so much to the point where it's not only that it's like it be, it, if they made it they they dumbed everything down and it's dull and then there was a bad editor like on top of that on top of that whole problem they they edit it, like the pacing is all off right so i think it's just like it's i i i was just like shaking my head a lot in the movie where i was like not even from a fan of the books it's just like even as a fan of science fiction films yeah just like yeah I think this is like – this has been done somewhere else and it's been done better, right? And then introducing the fan of the books, it's like it, you have way more to work with. You're way – you are so much more unique.
0: Why did you turn out this way? So, uh, yeah. Also, um, one other question I have for you guys. So the man in black's name is Walter, which yeah. is not a spoiler. It's just – No, they, no. They, That's, yeah. Why the fuck do they call him Walter. Leave it alone. You've got one of the coolest villain names ever, the yeah. Man in Black, yeah. and that's all they call him. And they're constantly referring to him as like a like a, like, sale, a like a hardware salesman. Yeah, like there's Walter. Oh, I'm good. I don't need a computer today. My other one's working fine. Oh, but I got to make a sale. Like that's like that's Walter to me. And they keep calling him Walter. So there's a
2: that's another problem with the movie is. Um, going back to what I was saying, like, you know, there's a lot of Easter eggs about all of these other Stephen King books. And that itself is a reference to the stand. Mm-hmm. Because Walter Flag. No, no, no. No, you know what? It's, it's Randall It's Flagg. Randall Flag. No, you're right. So so the Walter thing, O'Dim is a Wal- Walter O'Dim is. Yeah. So the
1: thing about the and this again, this is another thing where they they sh- they they it's like I don't know. It's, uh, the, the mythology is so mangled, they try and show it to you, but then they fall flat on their face. Yeah. Or they don't go all the way. They just kind of Not like... At all. Or they, they just... It's I don't know. I don't know even know how to I think describe it. They, it's were, like,
2: they were confused about their audience as to who they're trying yeah. to make this movie for. Right. It's like, are we doing it for the hardcore Dark Tower fans? Or are we doing it for just general Stephen King fans? Or yeah. just people who have no clue about any of this stuff? Right. So if that's the case, at least explain something. If it's for the, the hardcore fans, then go deeper into the mythology. Yeah, go deeper. Instead, yeah. they just did a little bit for everyone. But it, like you said, it just falls flat. It's just completely Yeah, it falls it flat. flat.
1: And it's not even you – no, know, you can do that. You can do it. So what I was going to say was uh, Walter O'Dim and the man in black and then this guy Randall Flagg from another Stephen King story. And then he has a couple of other names in the story and he's actually referred to by all of them. Okay. Like at any given point, he was he was referred to that. His name was his name is Walter. His last name is Odim. I don't know. That's pretty cool. But <laughs> <laughs> I agree that Walter is probably not probably a not. Badass as name. It, doesn't ins-
0: it doesn't inspire fear. <laughs> no, at all. Yeah. If I find out somebody called Walter's coming after me, I'm just gonna grab a pipe or something. <laughs> you know, not gonna have to worry. Yeah. Um. What about performances? Uh Idris Alba
1: does is just doing the best he can. Yeah. He's doing I, the best he can. He
0: looks bored. <laughs> he, he looks bored. I okay, so I think he was directed to look bored. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like you've got a guy like Idris Alba and you're not or Elba, sorry, I always say Elba. Um like Jessica Alba? Yeah, exactly. But um That would have been interesting. That would have been a Al- very Al- different <laughs> Jessica Slayer. Alba that's was the gun gun man slinger? in black. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no.
1: Even better as a gunslinger. <laughs> oh, as a gunslinger,
0: it would have been better, but um but, as a man in black But he just looked bored the whole time. Like, he yeah. didn't look like he was into it at all. And I think that's, like you said, I think that was direction. I don't, yeah. I don't, that doesn't, to me, that's I he, he I don't think yourself. he was like,
1: I'm going to, I think, I think Roland is bored. I'm going to play with that way. <laughs> Well, he no. was
2: wearing the same costume from the Ghost Rider. Oh my God. <laughs> so
1: I was talking to, I was, I was talking to, uh, deep after oh my the film. God. Yes, so wait, hold on, wait. Everybody <laughs> slow the down. down. Hey, okay. Everybody Alright. Sorry. So basically, the one of the big problems I had with this movie is when you have a film in which you have a guy named the man in black, okay, who is wearing black, and then you have the gunslinger
0: also, who is also
1: wearing black, who also happens to exactly be black! <laughs> I can see people getting confused because the, the, the posters for this movie, the ad campaign was god-awful. I have never seen a, a worse ad campaign. And then basically I when I saw the Gunslinger for the first time, I saw Idris Elba's character from Ghost Rider 2. He looks exactly the same. I just Googled pictures and it really is. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. And – You do not want to start off your Dark Tower cinematic universe with comparisons to Ghost Rider, the Spirit (laughs) of Vengeance. Okay? You do not. That's not a place that you want to be. No. Right? Um, Yeah. So there's no reason that costume should have been like that. It was like Blade Light. Yeah. You know? Like Blade, it was cool. Matrix, it was cool. There's no reason for the gunslinger, like a Western-inspired... Mythology to be dressed in black, God, looks so like much leather. leather, just so much leather, leather. right? It's, like, all yeah. leather. it's just black leather. It's like yeah. uh, you know, toe leather. Knock knock. Neo wants his fucking costume back. <laughs> like uh, I was just, I was just disappointed with that. There are, there's fan art when Idris Elba was cast. Everybody was super excited. I was really excited. There's fan art of him wearing the hat. That's a big debate. Mm-hmm. Like. The fact that he's not wearing a hat. He's yeah. got a hat in the books. He loses them at okay. some point, but... He loses the hat at some point, but... Okay. Um, he, the horn? Does he have the horn in the movie? I never saw it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't see it either. He he I don't something on he's...
0: his back, but I don't... I think that was just another camel pack or something. <laughs> For water? For water. Yeah, <laughs> Well, at least it's functional,
1: right? <laughs> yeah.
0: And at least it wasn't black.
2: Well, even so. if he did have the horn, it had no significance in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can get more into that in, when we get into the spoilers. But then uh, contrast Elba's bored performance with Matthew McConaughey. What do you think of Matthew McConaughey? I think he is a little bit over the top. Yeah. Just like these guys are, like, nowhere near each other like at he all. he is, yeah.
2: and Matthew McConaughey is one of my favorite current actors. Sure, He's done yeah. some amazing stuff in the past few years. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so I was expecting
2: him playing the badass. He's kind of, he's pretty, I think he was perfect for the role, but his performance left a lot to be desired. It was over the top, very inconsistent.
1: Um, Did you notice he was just really sweaty all of the time? He yeah. was like glistening, like he just like somebody really just, like orange. Yeah. Like dipped him in
0: Vaseline <laughs> and then like <laughs> left him out in the sun. As a generally sweaty guy, I get it. <laughs> You know and, and He's <laughs> traveling around a lot. He's wearing all black. Black absorbs heat. You know, it's tough. You're generally sweating okay, a lot. So I'm sweating is, right now. This this is it's a, not guy a lot, who's supposed enough. to be
2: the man in black. You know, he's got that shadowy, cloaky kind of um, persona to him or he's supposed well, to I mean, instead he's,
1: he's just walking around so flamboyantly yeah I mean he's got like the deepest v-neck I've ever seen <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw some pubes on that like yeah. he went it goes straight down all the way down that guy um, I think he's having a tremendous amount of fun and I don't I don't think uh, the performance was I mean I don't think it was really that I think he's got some scenes that he plays really well and we'll get into that in the spoilers and there's scenes in this movie that I like I just think in general was the wrong feel
0: for the, for the man in black and again
2: that probably goes back to the director really like, yeah see
0: yeah. He, here's the thing I'm actually on the other side of the fence with McConaughey's performance and the reason being is yes he was over the top but for fuck's sakes I needed something like that in this film because it was sure. so goddamn black everywhere that at least his performance <clears throat> kind of was a little bit more exciting. There was a little bit more fun to, and like you said, it looked like he was having fun with. The yeah, movie. it looked like he was having. Fun. So I appreciated that. Whether it's the right tone for that that character in particular, I don't know because I haven't read those. Sure. Notes. Yeah. So we're coloring I'm, I'm, that I'm, I'm, exactly. So Fair. that that's to hear it from somebody who hasn't seen it. So McConaughey, I'm kind of on board with. Yeah. Um. Not kind of. I'm on board with. I did sure. enjoy his performance wholeheartedly. Other than that, I to me, I don't think there was any other standout performances for me. In, no, you know what? The guy way. from Cabin in the Woods is randomly. It, yeah, like, friend, friend, Kranz, Uh or Kranz? Crans, yeah. Oh, he's Kranz. the guy who's uh, running the computer. He was, the, he was the, one th- of the henchmen. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You know, like the man in black. <laughs> and like that whole—that whole place looked like Austin, Powell, like Doctor Evil's like lair. That's exactly <laughs> what it looked like. Yeah, it was
0: the fake faces and all that. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Tom Taylor, the guy that played Jake, was actually—he was okay. Oh, he was okay. He was okay. He was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean for a child actor, him. he was quite—he yeah. was quite good. Yeah, we didn't talk about him. No, he was good.
1: He probably had the broadest.
2: I guess acting chops to show off in terms of what is like role range. Was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's
1: true. Like those other guys were pretty one note. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty one dimensional yeah. character. I, I actually, go. actually, uh, I don't know who plays Jake's mom. I think, I think that. She did a great job. She oh,
0: did. That's not what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> For some reason, the first time you get introduced to her, she walks into Jake's room and f- the only thing that popped through my mind as soon as she drummed she, she opens the door, I'm like, whoa.
1: Hey, <laughs> hey now. Yep. Hey now. Hey now. Um, your, your but no, she is, was
0: actually she was actually, she was very good too. Yeah, I
1: thought she was I thought she did a lot with a small part. Yeah. And there's a particular scene in this movie that I did I thought was really effective and we will get into that spoilers but so general feelings i think all around the board no likey no likey um not at
2: all
1: that's both from someone you know justin you haven't read the books from you know you've you've read the books either way
0: it missed the mark on both on both sides of it um one more person i forgot to mention in the movie that was misused jackie or Haley. Yeah, what was that? I don't know, man. Uh-huh. He was just random henchmen. Didn't get anything to do. Meanwhile, you've got like other henchmen that were put more prominently in the light and were useless. Yeah, they didn't do anything. I that that was a misuse of a good actor as well. I just that bugged me. Yeah, and yeah. then um, what's the actor's name? Um, uh, the gunslinger's father. Yep. The Also president.
1: completely, yeah, completely misused. Yep. Dennis uh,
0: Dennis Haysbert. Oh yeah, that name, That's name right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Haysbury, yeah. Um, you know,
1: he's in it for a couple of minutes, and uh, that scene, I, I, one of the things I'm, I hate, I absolutely hated that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like I did not like it at all. It was amateurishly shot. It was just like. It looked like a TV movie. Yeah, uh, that Agreed. particular scene. Yep. So uh, Which is really unfortunate because that relationship is an interesting one uh, between uh, the father and the, the son. Uh, Roland's right. father is Stephen. Yeah. Stephen, Stephen. And, and Roland. Son of Stephen. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. So uh, maybe we'll we'll call it quits on the non spoiler. Jump into the bonus round. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So the bonus round today. Uh, actually, so it is going to be a little related. Uh, I wanted to talk a little about the Marvel. Graphic novel series for the uh, the gun uh, sorry uh, the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Honor, did you ever get a chance to? I read still those? haven't gotten to Oh, you here. should definitely check them out. Um, <clears throat> I have p- them. In particular, uh, the Gunslinger Born is the first trade, and this was written. This is a long time. ago. It was like two thousand five, I think, um, when it first came out. So it's a it's a while back. Um, hang on, I'm just loading it up here, which I should have had before. Apologies to mostly Justin because he's probably going to be upset about this little pause. You son of a bitch. Um, yeah, so The Gunslinger Born, uh, published 2007, not 2005. It's uh, written, essentially adapted by Peter David and Robin Firth, who is like, I believe Robin Firth is like Stephen King's like Dark Tower contextual person whenever Stephen King's like oh I forgot what I wrote here Mm -hmm. and like I'm writing for this character what would he do do here he goes to Robin Firth and is like hey um, Hmm. do you you know like he keeps he's the keeper of the mythology so Peter David being a prominent comic book writer uh, he wrote that 90s Aquaman with, uh, with him losing his hand. Time and Tide, I think it was called, yeah, that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, Peter David's done – like his body of work is massive. I just remember him for that because that, that's what I remember reading that when I was younger. Um, and Jay Lee. Let's talk about Jay Lee's art. I don't know if you've seen this book or seen any I've images from it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's – a, Jay Lee, look, he's got a shtick. Okay, Jay Lee is – you can tell this guy's art from a mile away. There is no place in this world that is that does not have a low-hanging mist for Jay Lee. You can be in a gym working out. A DJ is playing, and there will be a low-hanging, ominous mist everywhere. Did you see a DJ? Yeah. Haven't you been at a gym with gym a, a with DJ? DJ? I was at LA Fitness once and there was just a live DJ continuous. Yeah.
2: Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I thought
1: it was a normal thing. That was the only time I ever went to the gym in my life. Are it's colored my you? opinion.
2: Were you the only person in that gym? No,
1: there were a lot of people in there. And
0: a DJ Was it you? <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it DJ me. <laughs> you just like run up to like the first three point five millimeter jack you can find and be like DJ on top.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, di- I wish I did that. I didn't. I couldn't listen to my own music because the DJ music was so loud. It was awful. <laughs> and a I, I promptly left. Yeah. Anyway, low-hanging mist everywhere, but his art is beautiful. His interpretation of the Dark Tower world, spot on. And, uh, and when I say spot on, I mean it's an interpretation of the text, mm-hmm. but it's an interpretation that makes sense. It adds value. To the text, like it, it makes sense. It takes the descriptions from the book and adapts them, and anything that's not described, it takes creative license with, and does does a wonderful job of keeping it all within the same universe and expanding on it. So this was my first introduction in two thousand and eight. I actually read this story, and I had no knowledge of the Dark Towers. The first thing of the Dark Tower I read, and the first six trades I have in hardcover. They're really fantastic, and it and uh, it's adapting uh, uh, the Gunslinger Born adapts Wizard and Glass.
2: I see
1: wholesale almost. So Wizard and Glass, just for folks who like, and this is not a spoiler. It's actually a flashback back to when Roland was younger. And you're if you're listening to the the first Dark Tower audiobook, he does have a little. He, he talks a little bit about his, his court, past, yeah. uh, court and his yep. teacher. Right. And court is featured prominently in this story and tells oh. him everything about you know, how he, he wins his guns and all of that stuff. Great story, beautifully drawn, and a really great introduction for people who don't know anything about the Dark Tower. Right? I think it's a better introduction than the first fucking Dark Tower book because I think, I maintain that book is awful. I, I, I slog to get through that thing. Um, but that's, I think, a, a, another podcast, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a great introduction, great art and Peter David manages to take the <clears throat> language and adapt the language, the high speech, like do you can it and like sigh and like long days and pleasant nights and all of this like great, really great, like mythological stuff. It puts it into every panel into that, whether it's visual or whether it's written, um, it's, Really, really, really well done. It's basically the opposite of this film. <laughs> so, if you didn't like the film, all right, and you don't want to jump into a you know large uh, a large book because you don't know if you're gonna like it because that film has colored <coughs> your expectation, let's say, mm-hmm. read the Gunslinger Born. The first trade. It's not very long. It's a self-contained story. So if you're if at the end of it you're like, hey, I don't like it. Peace out. You can peace out. Um, but I, I guarantee that if you manage to get through that thing till the end, you're going to want to know what happens next. And you're probably going to want to know what happens in the uh, Dark Tower novels themselves. Right. It
2: seems like they're actually converting the entire series into uh,
1: Yeah. So it looks like if I understand what they're doing correctly, they did the gunslinger born first, which is um, the uh, wizard, wizard in glass. And then they actually go into what happens after wizard in glass in yeah. that time period when he's younger. Then it finally gets to the fall of Gilead, the battle, the battle of Jericho Hill. These are actually like books; you can right. see them here. Yep. The fall of Gilead, battle of Jericho. Jer- but when it goes into the gunslinger, the journey begins. That's I think it started book. adapting the first book. Yeah. So I actually plan on going back and reading all of the uh, the graphic novels because I think it's a great companion. Okay. For for the book, so I would get I would highly recommend like if you're Justin, if you're getting into it. Jump in, you know, jump in. You can read them both at the same time. You're not going to lose a lot. In fact, I think you're going to gain a lot. But just by, just by um, getting those visuals, like, along with the story that's being told. Cool. So, yeah, no, it's a a great book. You guys should, uh, you know, listeners should definitely get into it, regardless of how you feel about the movie. Regardless. It's a, it's a, it's... It's what the movie could have been. If
0: you didn't like the movie, there's probably a lot more in this than you thought there would be. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no,
1: it's, it's, it's... It's just a better introduction yeah. to, to the mythology and it's a great book like on its own. Um, yeah. It, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty much it. Uh, you guys should go out and pick it up. I'm pretty sure Comixology has it and uh, if not, go to your comic book store and take a leap of faith.
0: That's it for episode 5.1. Stay tuned for episode 5.2 where we go into the Dark Tower film and all the spoilery goodness. Till next time, folks, take care and cheers.